Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the TT Podcast. It's episode number 53. Today, I am joined by Prince. Hey there. And Ace. Hi again. Hi. Uh, so it's been a little while. Sorry about that. Um, so as I mentioned, uh, I am currently in the midst of preparing to move and there's been all sorts of like flying about and working tons and tons of hours and all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of thrown a wrench into things. And I thought that it would be just inconsistent. I didn't think that it would be this long. So, uh, but after today, uh, we should be good, I think next week. And then after that, we'll have to see how it goes. Cause I'm starting at a new place and God only knows. So <laughs> sorry, bear with us before long, everything will be back into the rhythm and you know, we should, we should have a, a, uh, consistent holiday at the very least. So yeah. Yep. Hey. Yeah. Hey. So, so sorry, we got lost, uh, but we're back. And we're better than ever, because that's how that phrase goes. Um, <laughs> we're back in black! <laughs> All right, so uh, let's uh, jump straight into the news. Uh, just a heads up, obviously, because we've been away for so long, there's tons of news that we are not going to go over, because realistically, it would take forever to go over it, and most of it has already been done to death uh, by God only knows how many people and is probably out of your mind at this point. Um, so sorry if there was something that you wanted to hear us talk about that we are not going to talk about. Um, but it would just be kind of uh, a little intense to go ba- back too far. Um, so we, we are going to start with the uh, SAG-AFTRA strike may be over soon. Uh, so if you uh, have been keeping up about 11 months ago, the um, Screen Actors Guild... Um, Union went on strike uh, with 11 different companies, if I remember correctly, uh, because basically they were not getting treated all that well uh, and they wanted better stuff because that's, you know, how this system goes. Uh, But hopefully that should come to an end. I believe later this month, they've got a tentative agreement that they should be voting on uh, later this month. So hopefully that works out. Are we excited about this? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm so uh, reading the details, and it does seem like. Oh yeah. Um, the changes are more towards a kind of more thoughtful. Yeah. Conclusion, um, leading towards well, they were looking for um, some kind of remuneration for extra sessions, and mm-hmm. I think one of the most sympathetic things they were asking for was. Um, some kind of consideration when it comes to vocal stress. For example, yes. someone whose job is to go in and do all of Lara Croft's death screams yeah. Yeah, yeah. for a day. Mm-hmm. Not exactly good for your health, but, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So I, I might be getting this wrong. I think the original um, things that they wanted were, uh, you know, vocal stress considerations. So they wanted, you know, like shorter sessions for when they were doing that kind of stuff. Um, and probably more pay. I don't know if they ended up getting that. Um, and they wanted to get um, basically royalties on the back end, depending on how well the game did. They didn't end up okay. getting that. But what they did get was a new bonus structure. So um, mm-hmm. they, it started with like uh, with one session and it went up to 10 sessions and they got uh, they are going to get uh, incrementally better bonuses each day. I can't remember where it starts at, but, uh, you know, at. Day 10 it's up to like two thousand dollars or something um okay so 
that's uh and then presumably for every day after that it would also be 2000 but but i'm not sure that the full thing hasn't really come out yet um because obviously they still haven't voted on it as a union mm-hmm. um and uh one thing that's uh kind of interesting is that they are going to be more clear about um you know when when they are going for some kind of work or whatever um the studios now have to be a little bit more upfront about what those jobs will entail uh because they were getting laughably little information very often like um i was just uh zelda i think um in in breath of the wild like had no idea until she started recording that she was going to be playing uh, zelda um so and apparently that happens pretty regularly um I could see that being um, a benefit in some cases, for example, mm-hmm. in that case, because the secrecy of it all, and also Certainly. the fact that they choose uh, someone new to do... Well, in that case, they started to voice Zelda. Um, mm-hmm. They chose someone new to do it, and I don't think anyone would be disappointed of being chosen to be the voice okay. of Zelda. And the fact that she did it extremely well... Uh, mm-hmm. It only proved that she was perfectly suited to the task. I mean, where am I going with this? I'm not entirely. It sure. didn't. It didn't really. It didn't really turn out badly in that case, and yes. it also helped preserve the secrecy. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I'm casting against her as a leaker, but in general, Nintendo's policies would be to keep Zelda as secret as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are other times where they know, like for example, if you were recording for the next Batman and you had the whole thing scripted out and suppose you had, you knew like the advertising was showing that you're going to have, I don't know, um, like Deathstroke in this one. Yeah. Then like, you know, you can tell the guy who's going to be Deathstroke that you're going to be that voice Mm. because it doesn't matter where the character is going on episode five from the beginning. At least he knows who he's going to be and he knows it's going to be an action character and things like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so uh, a lot of this stuff seems kind of um, silly that people don't know it uh, and, and understandably so. I mean, business and all that. But it's it's um, the basically actors wanted to know at least a little bit more about what they were getting into. Um, yeah. And one of the union spokespeople was talking about. Um, so just to quote him, members are also now are also protected by the disclosure of whether they will be required to use unusual terminology, uh, profanity or racial racial slurs, whether there will be content of a sexual or violent nature and whether stunts will be required, um, which, you know, if you're getting into doing something, then it's kind of good that, you know, you know, people have yeah. principles, you know, so no, I think that's yeah. actually very good. Yeah. If it was a. Uh a film acting gig and there was a sex scene and you weren't warned about it, you'd probably <laughs> not want to continue the job because that's unprincipled. But mm-hmm. um, if you, if you're being told up front what you're going in for, then that, then you, it becomes your choice. But yeah. if say you went into a game recording and you're say like three days into the project and then suddenly your character turns into a horrible racist and like a, a wife eater and all kinds of horrible things that you're principally against and you yeah. weren't warned then kind of the whole job comes into question and you yeah 
Well, I mean, like it um, could be ruinous, like uh, like Spec Ops: The Line or something. If you didn't know what yeah. you were getting into with something like that, that'd be quite a lot to handle, you know. <laughs> uh, well, I suppose the voice acting in that game didn't get too intense, but in terms of the the shift sure. of the game, yeah, definitely yeah. with you on that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so it's good to hear that they're getting more stuff. Um, they're getting treated better, and really, I think uh, a lot of it will be um, with them having to be more transparent. Um, at, at the very least, negotiating this kind of stuff will be better for um, the people, for the voice actors. You know, if they don't want to do it, or if they want to charge more for it, or whatever, you know, at least they'll have the opportunity to do that without kind of just getting screwed over. Um, Generally speaking, transparency is good. Fair pay for fair work. Yep, everyone uh, should be on the same page. And then, and then, just to uh, head things off. Um, just because I've seen a lot of people like, oh, they don't deserve it or whatever, whatever. And it's like, well, you know, a bunch of people with a bunch of money have decided that this was, you know, that these people were worth paying this kind of money. It's not that doesn't mean that they're more important than the actual developers or any of that kind of stuff or that game developers shouldn't be treated better or whatever. It just means that, you know, it's nice that these people will be treated better, you know? I don't know if the people who are saying that have actually seen the figures, because if you're not looking at figures, you can't say what someone's worth, because you just you can't say they're not worth more than they were before, because you don't know what they were worth before. Right. So. Well, yeah, that's that's largely been my, my stance on the whole thing, is you're only worth what someone will pay you, and clearly these people are worth this month, whatever this is, you know? Mm. So. All right, so. Moving on, um, something a little less cheery. Uh, so the Saints Row developer uh, Volition has been hit with some layoffs, according to reports. Um, it appears to be affecting somewhere between 30 to 35 employees and is based on the fact that Agents of Mayhem was not particularly successful, unfortunately. So, a shame. That's a shame. Yeah. Does I mean, that mean I, every less than stellar effort is going to be met with layoffs in uh, developers now? We no, no, I mean, to that kind of saturation now where it's uh I don't think so. No. I mean that's I think that's just the nature of, of the position that Volition is in, which is yeah. to say that they've been a sort of mid tier developer for quite a while and they've you know, Saints Row I think was their best bet to sort of break through that and become something bigger and more sustainable. Um and then they came off of Saints Row and it hadn't really blown up the way they wanted. It was still popular but hadn't really blown up and then you've got agents of mayhem was not particularly successful and so it's unfortunate but you know it's not like volition has you know had an incredible track record you know naughty dog has one or even two bad games like you're not going to see people just laid off left and right um the big the other thing is i suppose it puts it into context is Saints Row was for a long time published by THQ, mm-hmm. um, and within that context of what you said about Saints Row trying to become something not a competitor to GTA, but something of a beginner Stable. AAA title. Yeah, um, and then THQ went bankrupt, mm-hmm. and Deep Silver bought uh, Saints Row. So now Volition has made this under Deep Silver, but. In the knowledge that Saints Row wasn't really going anywhere, because Saints Row 4 kind of hit the ceiling, jumped the shark, as it were. Yes. And um, so they're trying this multiplayer, well, not multiplayer, but multi-character thing 
as a last ditch to see if the IP can be, you know, worth anything. And I guess they decided that it wasn't really. Yeah. Well, the results showed that it wasn't really. Yeah, that's that's true. And and since you know, Deep Silver had had spent the money on Volition, you know, it's mm. one of those things. It's like I, their rope was definitely, I think, going to be a little bit shorter than uh, most companies, just because they paid money not just to sustain Volition, but to actually get Volition and Saints Row and all that to begin with. So they are already out this money, and if it's not going to pay off, then they do have to, you know cut their losses mm-hmm. just accept that it may not have been an ideal uh, investment kind of sucks I mean, it's though. a little bit silly given that their other acquisitions were dead island and Homefront, um oh, God, the other yeah. major ones and those ones aren't winners um no. so you probably should have like been a bit more sensible with what you did with saints row that's I mean honestly to me it's like I've never really understood like Deep Silver like they they showed up and sort of became you know THQ like not not actually but you know they are they seem they strike me as a similar mold to THQ mm-hmm. but without nearly any of the name brand recognition that THQ had you know what I mean like I just and and they've put out a bunch of games and Honestly, they've never struck me even, like, I think THQ was more consistently better. I mean, they did a lot of shovelware, mm-hmm. but when they did, like, a proper game, it was generally pretty solid. And uh, D- Deep Silver doesn't seem to put out many um, not-flat-out buggy games. So, oh, dear. <laughs> well, I suppose it remains to be seen if Deep Silver can become something. But mm-hmm. in their defense, perhaps, uh, seeing it in a different light, the layoffs rather than the studio closure could mean that they're sort of downsizing the project and they are therefore being more frugal with the IP. And if they make it more cost effective, then they don't shoulder themselves on such a high expectation for sales. Mm -hmm. It's a similar thing to the Tomb Raider situation where they were like, oh, we need to sell 13 million copies. No one's like, like, that you're setting the bar too high. Mm -hmm. Um, So if they have made layoffs in order to just make it a little bit more tight, more compact. It could work out. Ho- yeah. Hope still remains yeah. for the Saints Row series, I suppose. Yeah, they haven't been closed, so that's a good thing. So ho- hopefully <laughs> they can bounce back, you know. Maybe the developer on a different series. Good luck yeah. to them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Ho- hopefully, you know, it works out. And, like, if you check Twitter at any point, a bunch of people are like, hey, you should apply here. You know, Naughty Dog was like, you know, hey, you should apply. And... Uh, people were, at, you know, putting out contract work if anybody was looking for contract work and that kind of thing. So, you know, there is uh, there's opportunity out there. So hopefully, uh, works out well for everybody involved. Even though right now it really sucks. <laughs> mm. So uh, everybody loves PSVR, right, Ace? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Fantastic. How how are you feeling about that investment? <laughs> um. Well, you know, I kind of knew um, that I wasn't going to have a huge um, library with it. It's more the kind of niche titles and things. But even I was maybe Star a Trek. little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was what I bought it for. Um, yeah. Don't say long ago when it was supposed to be a launch title, Ubisoft. <laughs> um, and like quite a few others, finding the sort of shortness of it. Uh, 
a bit yeah. disappointing. But as an experience, it was wonderful, and I hope for more along those lines. Um, Fantastic. In the name of more along those lines, uh, Sony is releasing an updated version of the PSVR. There's going to be a new model, and it's going to have stereo cable integration in the headset, and the cables are going to be streamlined, and it's going to have HDR playback. So that's well, cool. So how do you feel about that? <laughs> a few caveats with that. It's, <laughs> it's um, yeah, integrated, so if you're not the kind that likes or sometimes doesn't like to use the in-ear earbud style, mm-hmm. then I'm worried that you don't have the option anymore to do to plug something else in. Um, yeah. We'll have to wait and see when we actually get to, to see the um, new model, but that that's a concern for me. Um, yeah. Also, yes, it's good that they've finally got the HDR pass-through, so you don't have to disconnect the wealth of wires you've connected just to be able to to get that passing through. Right. But Can you we take a the... moment just to um, explain that? I learned, I understood that just uh, about an hour ago, but until someone explained it to me, I didn't really understand the significance of that. Um, so you you have the headset and you have this additional uh, VR box, and you have mm-hmm. to connect. The HDMI output of your PlayStation 4 into this new box and then from the box to the TV. When you have the headset powered on, then it's doing it in sort of headset mode. And when you have it turned off, then it's just passing the HDMI from your PlayStation 4 through the box out to your TV. And with the current version, it's not able to pass through the HDR content. So for any of those that have... Um, got one of the newer TV, TVs that can do HDR and all these fancy graphical bits, you're going to be missing out on that unless you unplug your HDMI cables at the back and plug the PlayStation 4 directly into the TV again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what this new version is, is it does away with that, that it will pass through HDMI with HDR as long as the headset's turned off. But mm-hmm. uh, that's my annoyance that it has to have the headset turned off. But um, because mm-hmm. it's, it's a whole new headset and a whole new box, and they both mm-hmm. you both have to match. So you can't use newer box with the old headset or the newer headset with the old box. You've you've got to get the two together, and, and and that's it. So it's it's kind of it's nice in a way, but I don't feel it's that far enough of an upgrade. You know, um, I guess for anyone who hasn't yet dived into it, then it's obviously seemingly sounds a lot better to get the newer one. Yeah, it is the the previous one. Unless unless it does turn out you can't use other um, other audio options, right, and right. you're particularly keen on that. But yeah. um, I, have to, I, I have to say that I, I'm kind of in that boat. Um, like, so to me, like everything I've heard about it, the biggest problem has been that there's just been cables everywhere and all sorts of stuff like that. And it sounds like they've streamlined it, if not into one cable, into like one consistent bundle or something. So- I'm confused by that because it it is one cable that goes from your headset to the um uh the receiving box mm-hmm. but it is it I mean it it's one cable um to look at it but if you look closely at it it, it is actually like a dual cable but it's mm-hmm. it's stuck together and it's only yeah. at the ends when it splits that into two connectors but for the vast length of the cable, it's it's one cable. Hmm. So I mean, I don't know how they can streamline it anymore, unless it's, it no longer looks like a, a double cable stuck oh, together. Right. 
it may be a single cable, which might mean it's lighter. That would be nice. If the cable is actually lighter, then you feel less of a drag on you when, when you've got it well, on, because you, you do feel it cool. coming out the back of your head. And yeah, um, that would be cool. Um, I kind of got adapted to having all the cables. Um, you've got like Goku level neck muscles now. <laughs> yeah yeah um well it definitely helps to try and wedge um the the cable where it kind of clicks onto the headset somewhere um to tuck it under your under your leg or something just to take the the weight off off of your head um but uh yeah it, it wasn't too bad the the length of the earbuds if you use them isn't too long and if you if you're using your own headphones you can sort of probably get your own little custom like 0.5 millimeter um 0.5 meter um cable to just link them in together if you're using a, another headset for the uh, for the audio mm-hmm. um so yeah be interesting to see exactly what it looks like i mean obviously for those like myself i don't think it's worth uh yeah. trading in or, or anything like that although i presume game stores and things like that would do would do trade-ins for it mm-hmm. um but yeah, I guess because I was hoping for a bit more with a new upgrade, and it seems a bit early for for an upgrade as well. So, uh, you know what's better than light it? cables? What's that? Wireless. No cable. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> almost, almost there. The it's right there. Sure, is almost here. We're yeah. we're gonna have like wireless headsets probably next year. I mean, really. Well, that would be a good. I think if you have an like a small iteration PSVR. Not only for new buyers, but also for people who are looking to mm. sort of patch up the defects of the current model. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Then in next year, or perhaps the year after, you can start looking at a more major upgrade. And this is the same as with the consoles, where you get the slim versions or and then yeah. the major versions. Mm. And then, well, really, you've got the slim version and then the pro version and then the major version. So what will the pro version look like? It's going to have, like, spikes well, on it or something? Like, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> If they actually call it PSVR Pro, so many people will be confused. I'd love it if, like, Do I need a Pro to play this. They'd, they'd assume they'd assume you'd have to have a PSVR Pro with a PlayStation Four Pro and a non-Pro. Oh, non-pro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think they'd call it that. They'd no. just, well, so they, yeah, yeah like it'd be great if the front panel, which is nice and flat now, just turned into like that hamburger design of the PS4 Pro, like the <laughs> thing, like just for no well, reason. It's already got one line in it, so if they just had two more lines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so Multi-story, for- yeah. The other thing is I think they're, they're talking about actually doing a proper re-release of the uh, move controllers for PS4, oh. with the most major upgrade being... Um, Swapping the micro USB for mini USB, ah. so, so that it's got the same USB connection as, as PS4 DualShocks for charging. Oh no, 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 no! no. It's USB Type C time. Come on, type get C. with the time. Get with it. <laughs> if it's not Type C, don't make it. Type C or bust. Yeah, <laughs> Sony's phones are Type C. Sony is leading like. It's ahead of most other phone companies in making yeah. Type C mm-hmm. connections. So why would they? I can understand with the PS4 DualShock because that released like what three years ago now. Yeah. But if you're going to make a new accessory, don't make it mini or micro. For goodness' sake. Well, it's it's to match in with uh, the controllers and everything, isn't it? I mean, save your USB C <laughs> for PS5. Eh? Um, 
Wow. But, which would be interesting. And the other thing, the other complaint is that there's no rumble in them. So I'm wondering if they're also going to add in um, rumble pack from uh, from a dual shot. Maybe, but my my concern would be: Can you imagine the people bitching and moaning about how they died because the thing rumbled and it didn't sense whatever correctly, or, or you know? Well, presumably yeah, it was slightly off because the thing was rumbling. Yeah. Well, presumably it would honor the PlayStation Four setting for the controller of rumble enabled or not. <laughs> well, I guess that's fair. That's that's valid. <laughs> I'd... But I think the reason they didn't include Rumble in the first place was because they said it affected the motion control, if I remember correctly. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was PS3 motion was, control. Wasn't that the Wii excuse? <laughs> I don't yeah. even remember. That was so long ago. <laughs> that might have been the Wii excuse, but they're basically the same era, so... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, so, I mean, um... it's, a, it's a stupid thing, but theoretically, it, it's different because, like... The PS3 Move controller used light sensing for motion mm-hmm. tracking, right? Where yeah. well, it, the Wii at the time, used, nowadays it doesn't. The Wii remote used gyroscopes, mm-hmm. right? Mm. No, but the PS4 does use. Um, I mean, sorry, the uh, PlayStation Move uses motion predominantly in oh. mo- modern applications because oh, nobody really liked the camera. Um, yeah. Requirement. Makes sense because that is kind of a very poor way of tracking things. Mm-hmm. Um, Ben, you, you go ahead and then I'll finish up. Um, yeah. Or, so, um, be interesting to see if that one. Yeah. Uh, so, just to, for those that are interested, it will be releasing uh, in Japan Octo- on October 14th and then elsewhere eventually. So, it will be coming. Um, the uh, equivalent is about $399. So it's going to sell for roughly that equivalent in Japan. So presumably this will probably end up going for 399 especially since didn't they just have a price cut, right? It was like 50 Well, no, they didn't have a price cut. They bundled stuff in or something like that. I assume it'll be the original yeah. price. Yeah, so. Stores are likely just going to run out of the, finish up their stock of the previous one and then just continue with this. Oh, yeah. Like the Vita change. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, so, if you've ever been interested in checking out the ancient world, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins is going to have an educational mode, uh, which is probably... It's called the data log. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, you know, and I was talking to somebody about that, and I was like, so, so basically the way this works is... Next early next year, they're going to release a free patch for Assassin's Creed Origins, which is going to provide a. I've been calling it museum mode, but it's an educational mode called Discovery Tour, and it will essentially strip away all of the combat and time mechanics and whatever else from the game, yeah. so you can just wander around and check stuff out. Um, and so you can read all of those nifty data log stuff things that you have not been reading because you were too busy stabbing people or running away from people trying to stab <laughs> you. So that's kind of a neat thing. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if anyone listening can relate to my woes of early Assassin's Creed games, like at least the first four, mm. where every time a notification, not a notification, but every time you go in the menus and you look at the data log and you say, oh, there's a new one and it's about some guy that you don't know but you probably should know about so you go and you read it and someone's taken the time to write it so 
you read the whole thing and then you go into a different menu and there's 10 others so you, you read them all it's only 10 you'll read them all and then there's like 500 of them in the game yeah <laughs> i'm imagining this mode basically being you're in the menus and you've got all these days and you just can't leave the menu you're just stuck there you just keep <laughs> reading forever um that's just the mode. yeah that's museum mode well so it is they said that they were it was going to include guided tours so you can sort of go through and i don't know i guess you're gonna have people talking to you because that's what a guided tour sounds like to me um but but who knows um but Julia, please tell me the guide is al yeah uh hopefully yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, quantum leap reference there <laughs> oh okay um good, good. yes <laughs> i know of it but, but with our potential misgivings about the whole data log aside because i did have issues with it too this does strike me as an interesting thing because they do i mean they have historically put a lot of effort into the you know world they were creating you know it may not have been the most grand thing but you know, they they did try, and a lot of the landmarks have always been kind of interesting. Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll be nice to be able to just like walk around and look at all this stuff in like super high def or whatever, and hopefully you'll have somebody reading the data log to you instead of having to mm-hmm. read it yourself, so you can actually look at it and hear what the hell's going on. Yeah. I mean, it, it's as much to be said about the actual execution of this, but even the basic concept of having a passive mode mm-hmm. is very, very sensible because any of the Assassin's Creed games were really nice to, like you say, walk around and look around. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the, well, not necessarily the first one, but basically everyone after the first one, to walk around Rome and look at the Colosseum yep. or to walk around London and go and find, like, the House of Parliament and now ancient Egypt, a place where none of us have walked. Yep. You know, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty neat idea, I think. And um, especially the stripping away of all the other stuff, because realistically, I think the chasing objective markers thing was pretty, um, I don't know, at odds with this kind of awesome world that they've been building and i I, i've always enjoyed their world but i really have been usually too busy running one direction or another to stop and look at stuff so this will be uh, a good way of just putting that stuff out of mind so i can enjoy it it's uh pretty off topic but i'm just gonna throw this out there like my dream is that one day we'll have rpgs where um it's so dynamic that you can walk around in the open world and you're not chasing objectives because all of them are fleeting and all of them are regenerated like they generate as you go so rather than chasing like a to-do list you're just doing whatever you want as you go and you get credit and there'll always be more things to do because they'll be different and new all the time Mm -hmm. so one day in the future uh kind of reminds me of the user-generated content missions of infamous 2 yeah in a way yeah if that was actually interesting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you uh, made any of that. Um, no, they are good, but th- there's no compelling reason to play them because they're not a part of the gameplay. You just play there's them a couple of trophies for playing, what is it, 5 or 15 and, and 20 of these yeah. user-generated ones. So there you go. There's incentive. Mm-hmm. Of course, I mean, what everyone does anyway. is picks the ones that are titled the trophy and only last one <laughs> second long and you actually walk about three feet and then it's mission over exactly <laughs> the same thing happened. Mm-hmm. So, anyway I, I that was off topic let's uh, Do, on, on topic the only thing that annoys me about those is 
Because you always press the select button to just go straight to the map. As I find whenever I'm playing yeah. Assassin's Creed, it's literally constantly into the map, mark where you want to go, out of the map, go there. Once you're there, um, it doesn't usually disappear, does it? It's still kind of highlighting it, even though you've, you've gotten there. In most other games, it would it would turn it off. And it just drives me up the wall. So I press the select go in just to unmark <laughs> it because it annoys me. But the problem is, normally when I've gotten there, it's triggered one of those so-called notifications like, oh, yeah. this is such and such landmark <laughs> or person or whatever. Oh, yeah. So I yeah, hit yeah. the select button intending to get the map, and no, I get a, like a three pages worth of blog to read yeah. or just to then hit the circle yeah, button. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm, uh, it gets me every freaking time. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> Darn it. Gotcha. You know, because it, it will take you to that blog even before the notification has popped up or as it's popping up or even after it's popped up and gone away because you're impatient and it hasn't gone away long enough for you to press select and get the map. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it's one of those things. It's just like, God, can, there, can there not have been a different button for it? You know, select should be map, always map, mm-hmm. nothing but the map. Yeah. Um, but then I, I was playing Revelations and I was going spare for the longest time because um, uh, I'd been so used to the older ones, Assassin's 1, 2 and Brotherhood and that lot where um, pressing the triangle button is the um, is the sight. But of course they moved it to the um, to, to the uh, left stick. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time I just kept right. shooting people or, or firing off <laughs> the pistol or whatever. Oh yeah, it's the gun, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, now, it's now the long yeah. range weapon button. And I'm like, Oh yeah! Damn it! <laughs> well, I'm not sure if it's better uh, or worse if if you hit the triangle button, it popped up and was like, "Are you sure you want to shoot somebody right now?" <laughs> you know? Yeah. Assassins need to be discreet. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> that, that that's a good topic for another time? It's, it's when they change up the control styles. You know, it's like whenever you go back to playing old Nintendo games and the B and the A are the wrong way round, and it's like, blah! <laughs> yeah. It uh, yeah, it misses me about. It really does. Uh, Yep, I feel you on that one. Speaking of which, yeah, got a new, um, got a new old classic console turn up this week. Sweet. <laughs> oh yeah. Did anyone else? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't bother. I'm protesting because I didn't manage to get an NES classic. So. Oh, you didn't. But this well, this one's actually got a new sense? game on it. It's got Star Fox Two. Well, I don't know I if I'd call it new, <laughs> a newly well, released. Yeah, that's that's the most ironic line. <laughs> <I'm>, uh, <laughs> Uh, un- unreleased, not necessarily yes, yeah, new. Yeah. yeah, previously, yeah. it's been locked in the Nintendo Vault for twenty years. <laughs> yeah, can't wait to see how it compares to what they released on the Wii U. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh come on, that's cold. This is a SNES game. It looks like like Lego blocks floating around. <laughs> I bet you it's still better <laughs> than that. I'm looking forward to playing a good old F Zero again. And on HDMI, be great instead of trying to deal with RF cables. <laughs> Definitely. All right, so it's time for the topic of the week. So for topic of the week this week, I am asking: Do trophies ruin game experiences? Uh, as an example, very frequently, like for instance, Dishonored. I kind of have a problem with Dishonored in that being a terrible terrible trophy whore i have to like try and play the no lethal takedowns anything i just have to try it but that's the easier way to play the game and it's the more fun way to play the game and then it's like you can go through a level and like freaking kill everybody and then come back and it's a little bit easier because you have a better idea of what the hell you're doing um 
but I never actually mm. get to. No, you just did that to sate your bloodlust. Yeah, just um, a minute. I guess that's true. <laughs> I do. I do like doing that, but um, yeah, it's just it's just sometimes I feel like trophies might get in the way of actually enjoying the game as an experience. That comes up in every stealth game, doesn't it? Hitman, Metal Definitely. Gear Solid, all of those ones. It, Assassin's Creed. They're always like, try and do it the proper stealthy way. And <laughs> everyone wants My to go into the building. Yeah. Is why not play it twice? Well, and yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a topic so for a different podcast. Time. Last <laughs> podcast. Um, and we will get to those results later. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, so, I mean, that's definitely the best way to do it. But, like, I find that I have sort of a time crunch and I might only have the chance to play through the game once. And so I'm trying to get as many trophies as I possibly can. And then I think that I don't end up having the uh, a proper experience where, like, I just deal with the consequences of my actions rather than, like, bouncing back and then trying to complete it and then getting, you know, fed up. <laughs> It's supposed to give you um to give you an olive branch. Um it's similar to or the best example is Telltale games. Mm-hmm. All of them as far as I know, for many years, have rewarded you for playing it in any way you like and just getting through it. Yes. So you could go full evil, you could go full good, you could go anywhere in between and you'd still get all of the trophies. Whereas with Infamous if you don't go full evil and full good, you won't get all the trophies, so you don't get rewarded for playing it your way. Right. And then that comes back to the stealth games in that um, if they made a list which rewarded you for getting through all the chapters and getting all the collectibles or whatever other things, but didn't force you to be always full stealth or whatever mm. it is, um, then you could enjoy it in your way. But at the same time, if it's a stealth game and that is in the description of the game, a stealth game. Yeah. Then not playing it in stealth is kind of not playing it. Well, I mean, how they intended. It well, yeah, but I mean, I'd, I'd have a bone to pick with that about dishonored because the whole point is that you don't have to play it as a stealth game. Like it, it is. They do market it that way, but right. at the same time, um, the platinum list is designed for you to sort of delve into the epitome of the game and to, not become a absolute master of it, but to take it on in full um, in many Certainly. ways. Yeah, yeah. It is mm. definitely designed to be that way, but it's also like, you know, again, like I said, dealing with consequences, like it doesn't encourage you to like deal with the consequences and then find some way to hide yourself so much as reload the checkpoint and try again, you know, mm. which mm. is... But you can, the design of the game is that you can generally finish. Um, with that that method, it's just the trophies are your penalty. Yes, <laughs> um, which kind of seems fair in many ways because they are letting you get to the end of the game. As we discussed, most people don't get to the end of the game. Mm. Um, but in this case, for someone who's just trying to play and enjoy the game, um, you can, however you like. I mean, I I would like to see a reduction in these kind of trophies. I mean, I, I understand that they're, they're a staple, they're mm-hmm. they're standard. It's almost like having health bars and, and collectibles, you know, they're, they're not going away anytime soon. Mm. But what I like... Health bars went. <laughs> Call of Duty made health bars go. <laughs> they're still there. You just can't see it. The screen just gets redder <laughs> until you die. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. still there. Um, I I like the trophies where they're, they're, they're quirky or, mm. or, or odd or a bit different or something you didn't think of doing or you found like a little secret, you know, you're rewarded for kind of poking around everywhere 
or um or doing something in a certain order or um you know or, uh, basically the more original the better i think you know um although tapping on a mayonnaise jar is probably not yeah yeah what i would quite class <laughs> as that but you you know um yeah something something interesting you know or or just kind of out there you know you're you're playing um, maybe a story driven game walking sim and what you don't notice is there's a, a skateboard in in the corner and you can actually pick it up and then just start skating around on it and get a trophy for for doing an ollie or something you yeah. know I mean, not that you know, that's yeah. something else uh but you, um oh i can't think of any of the, the names i was trying to sound cool um but yeah <laughs> tricks, tricks like that or something kickflip kickflip yeah there you go thanks um or something like that, you know, just for its kind of... Acid just, drop, I mean. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Something out there for a change. Um, and more of those would be would be nice. Um, but I guess it is nice to have the standard, um, what you call what, chapter trophies, you know, mm-hmm. as you're progressing through the story, you, you get you get, a, you get yeah, one of them. They're the opposite of what you just described. They're the most dull they can possibly yeah. be. No, I know, but it's... Yeah, but it, it's... it's it, it's what they were originally for, isn't it? It's, it's supposed to be progression and little, little pats on the back. Well done, you've gotten further. I don't know if it came with that kind of a remit. Um, <laughs> I mean, whereas one of the earliest ones was well, some of the earliest ones included Uncharted and what was it? That Super Stardust HD. Um, yeah. So those were pretty challenging. They definitely weren't just play and earn. No, okay. Yeah, it's but yeah, but these ones, it's, you've got to do it on a certain difficulty. You've got to complete the game in a certain way. Do you know what the ones I really hate is where it says, you know, complete the whole game while only accidentally killing three citizens or something, and it's like, ah, oh, yeah. I didn't even read that one. I've already consumed like twenty of them, so I've had <laughs> it now for the rest of this playthrough, or or start it over again, or just hope there's a new game plus and do it then. Mm-hmm. Um, if that counts, it probably might not do. Which um, those ones annoy me um, because there's just such a huge um, area there for you to mess it up or or, um, avoid it. That's probably the the most annoying thing, those ones. Um, And when they sneak in a difficulty in a later patch or update, which I think I've already, which I think we mentioned before on a previous. Well, in terms of the question itself, do trophies ruin game experiences? I think one of the worst ways to ruin your game is after the fact with a trophy update that <laughs> literally ruins the experience. Uh, because everything no, ruins I mean, game experiences, it doesn't it? Experience. If it makes you hate the game more than like the previous enjoyment you had for it, which is just the worst thing you can possibly I, I do to I your game. It's like spicing it after the fact. I get. I kind of get what you're saying, which is like to to add other trophies is kind of encouraging people to go back and play something they already played and leave them with the taste Mm -hmm. of that rather than the complete game experience. Is that kind of where you're going? Well, no, I mean, it's good for people. It's good to have more to go back to it. Like, I mean, a prime example will be the game I talk about playing later. Um, But uh, the counter examples are things like um, the, the last of us having a, what was it, a fifth difficulty or fourth difficulty? No, I think it was a fifth mm. difficulty after the fact. And this is after everyone's already played it like three times to get the previous yeah. trophies. Yeah. Um, like, you, you're adding this thing, which is kind of a hateful mode. Nobody, well, some people will enjoy it, but the majority of players, the millions of people that bought your game are not going to enjoy this mode. 
And yet for trophy hunters, they're now compelled to play this mode that they never wanted, never right. expected, never sort of asked for. Completionists especially, and, yeah. Yep, yep. You know. Yeah, and so for people like us, the the memory of the game is tainted and ruined by these trophies, um, which is a shame because the core game trophies weren't so ruinous, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is, I get this. It is a shame, but then <laughs> there's nothing wrong with new trophies to go with new content, so like the um, additional story that they did. That's fine. Yeah. Um, you might even Those are have- great. Might even have gotten away with a new difficulty for that one, if so inclined. But yeah, it's annoying to go back and retcon difficulties in. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Is, uh, Especially something like that is kind of annoying. If it was new content, you're right. It's it's a different ball game, I think. But um, yeah. I was. I'm flabbergast- absolutely up for trophies for new content. Yeah, I was flabbergasted when Horizon Zero Dawn did that and actually retconned in an easier difficulty that's got to be a first <laughs> no trophies there huh? i don't think there was a trophy for completing it on easy i oh, wasn't there oh no, but they, they added it in but there were no right. trophies they did, uh, they did the uh, ultra hard and new game plus they added in at the same time and there was a trophy for each um and then after that hmm. they added the um super easy like experiential mode um uh, so i i find Maybe it's just me, but I, I think stealth games in particular are one of the few sort of holdouts of like the perfect game sort of trophy, which is like kind of a prerequisite. Like, I don't know that I would advocate for removing that from a stealth game because that is really kind of part of it. Like that there's a huge lineage of people doing that intentionally, optionally, well before that was really a thing, you know, like – I, I wouldn't say that that's something that should happen is that should come out. But it's like, I think outside of games that are specifically designed to be really hard, you know, your Super Meat Boys and your Ollie Ollies of the world, there's very few games that really require a perfect playthrough to unlock all of the trophies. Um, mm-hmm. I I think for me personally, so... I don't think they inherently ruin games. I think there's the potential for them to ruin games, but I think, you know, the nature of trophies is kind of, it is only worth Mm. what you allow it to be worth. And so if it's, if trophies don't mean anything to you, then they, they can't really ruin your game experience. Right. But to me, they are worth something and I want to get them. And in the cases of like dishonored, like I feel like the best solution for me would actually be a trophy that encouraged me to play through the game both ways because if i was encouraged to play through in like a super chaotic whatever like i could play through it that way and just go nuts and you know have a good time and see what the game world is get familiar with the powers and then go through on like a pure stealth but because that doesn't exist i don't feel incentivized to continue down that path if i you know make a mistake or whatever um but that's just really like a personal well, that's, thing. That, that's drastic. Yeah, yeah, well, that's a good point. I mean, in a lot of those games, like in Assassin's Creed and that lot, you it's it's a lot harder to try and do it that perfect way first time through. Once you've been playing it a while and you've gotten some weapons and extras and additional slots and, and upgrades, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to go back and play it that proper way. I don't know if Dishonor's got a similar... There's definitely a heritage of that in in um, stealth games as well. It's like almost to the point where you can't possibly do it perfectly the first time. It's almost sort of designed that way. Like you just don't know enough. Yeah. And you're not provided with quite that many tools to be able to do that usually. 
So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that's an intentional uh, forced replay value. There you go. There's, there's another one to argue about. Uh, Do forced replay value? T- no, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm getting more and more upset. The whole thing about stealth games is like looking at enemy patterns and learning the level layout and learning like the secret places yeah. you can go and things like that. So to say that it's forced, like MGS One. The beauty of it was understanding the level. And when you see people, like, in any sales game, when you see experts go through it, like, oh, yeah. gliding, like, ghosts through the level, it's not because it's their first time through. It's because they've been through it and they know it very well. It's That's not anything you can ever have on the first sure. time. And that's not by design. It's by nature. That's that's the whole point of knowing a level. You've done mm-hmm. it before. Yeah. Um, so you can't design a level that completely telegraphs itself to you the first time through. It doesn't no. make well. That's, any I don't sense. know that that's entirely um, true. I mean, volume was kind of like that. Like it was intentionally sort of simplistic, so that you had to sort of look at the world. Now, you know, you obviously still couldn't do like a perfect run on the first go through, but it's not. You know, it it tried to give you as much information as it possibly could. It didn't want you to be like making decisions yeah. in the dark. And the original Metal Gear Solid was much better i think in that in that it was kind of a bit more simplistic you didn't know all of the tricks i mean you, you had no idea that you could hide under a freaking box and take a truck wherever <laughs> you know like you didn't know that <laughs> and and it, exploring that kind of stuff was certainly kind of fun um but you know if you got seen it wasn't the end of the world either you know <laughs> yeah run around hide doing... and then they forget yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, but that was playing it like a normal first-time player. Like, that's not your perfect run. That's not your like. In all the later MGS games, they did all these like not seen and not no kills, no knockouts, like all those like extremely intense Mm -hmm. challenges. Um, But sorry to to go back. I've lost track of how many things I wanted to comment on. But to go back to the source of all the shit we did. Well, I didn't expect to have (laughs) such a an avid debate, but. Um, on the whole Dishonored thing, the closest thing I can relate to, and I think it is a fair comparison, Deus Ex, um, because it's basically the same skeleton. Um, And in that game, you can go wild and shoot, and you can do absolutely perfect stealth, and even to the point where they upgraded it to have no kills. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, the, the idea that... This is one of the things that I wanted to comment on. The idea that you're not going to enjoy playing your chaos route because there are no trophies to reward you for it is um, a little bit worrying because one of the most, and this is really no offense to you personally or even to anyone listening, but um, one of the most toxic things I think about trophies is when we all get into the idea that if there are no trophies for it, it's not worth playing. So this comes up a lot in DLC. If there's a new DLC and there's no trophies in it, it's not worth playing. That's really harmful. It's sort of self-harming in that we're cutting ourselves off from enjoying things we would enjoy just because there's no additional incentive. imaginary yeah. award for it so mm. you should you should play the game the way you want to play and you should enjoy it the way you want to play and if the trophy list compels you to play it a different way in your first playthrough that can be harmful if it encourages you to play a second playthrough in a designated way especially if you've gained knowledge mm. or resources from the first playthrough then i think that's a good thing yeah. um but it kind of i think one of the like 
the biggest ways of comparing them is stealth runs are actually a parallel to speed runs Definitely. because both of them come from knowledge and both of them are aimed towards yeah, perfect like runs. Yeah, like I said, I, um, I actually, I like that kind of stuff too, you know, it's, and I don't, I'm not even going to try and refute what you said because it is like a hundred percent true. It, it is sort of a, a, it is kind of toxic to think about it like that. And like, I'm not saying that anything about the way that I'm thinking about it is reasonable or rational or good in any way. <laughs> but like, it's okay, just kind yeah, that's of fair. unconscious. I mean, yeah, 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 I know the feeling. And, and it's, I think, yeah. I mean, realistically, it comes from, I think, you know, as a kid, maybe, but even like as an adult, you know, if there were points when I didn't have money, trophies were extra value that I got out of my game, you know? So like, Playing through a game mm-hmm. five times and then finally getting that perfect run and getting the platinum or whatever was additional value. And I still like to do that kind of stuff. I like to get in deep on those games, but I don't have the time. So now I'm mm-hmm. trying to do both at the same time, which is really my problem, you know? Um, and and yeah. really, that's just a matter of rec- reconciling my life with my need to play video games. <laughs> but uh, so the, the sort of instant counter to that is if they made a requirement that you do a chaos run as well as doing a stealth run you'd be actually hurting more people that want to do it in just one run than helping the people who are trying to you know it'd be more harm than good um maybe but i think like the summary for me is i mean basically then you'd be forcing two playthroughs which was the issue we talked about last time um why are you forcing two playthroughs when you can just have one um but the sort of thing that i think is key to me i hate speedruns in many ways or speedrun trophies which force you to do like two hours perfectly without flaw and restart no checkpoints but the thing that really makes either a speedrun or a stealth run fun is when you can play it with sort of your improved knowledge and your higher bar but without the sort of self-hurting of um the slightest mistake screwing you over and making you lose time and sort of really hate yeah. the experience. If they make it so it's, it's like, um, I don't know, like a salmon ladder and that you can, you can escalate, but you don't fall all the way down when something yeah. goes wrong. You, you could just keep going and then it's fun. Yeah. Basically. yeah. Well, and I, I think that was kind of one of the nice things maybe about infamous was you uh, sure you needed two different playthroughs, but it's like, you know, if you ended up accidentally killing somebody, it wasn't the end of the world. You know, it yeah. it was, you know, you had to reach maybe like a certain score of being good, but it wasn't the end of the world if you did something bad. So it wasn't necessarily a disaster exactly. if something went slightly wrong. Um, so it's supportive to your yes. enjoyment. Um, just a real quick thing, because we might as well bring it up now since we've touched on it so many times. Um, the the poll from the, the last episode was how many playthroughs is too many? Uh, and so the options were um, half the time I don't even finish once. Uh, only once after that I want ch- chapter select. Twice is acceptable. The more playthroughs, the more value. And then finally, I prefer games with no proper end. Um, which was actually kind of funny. I expected that to have something going on, but literally nobody ended up voting for that. And I wonder if that's because we're, uh, you know, trophy whores. <laughs> we like to to reach a, a conclusion. You know, we want our platinum trophy and just be, you know, happy. I must admit that is one of my yeah, yeah. things. Um, so the uh, it was almost an even split between only once and twice as acceptable. 
Um, so half of people said only once after that, I want chapter select. And then, uh, 45% said twice is acceptable. And then only one person said the, uh, the more playthroughs, the more value. Um, and I'm going to guess that that was ace because you know, him, hey? him and his Lego games. No. <laughs> no. no, that wasn't me. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, I just, you know, that's good. No, but I think it shows that um, the fact that nobody voted half half the time. I don't even finish. Um, that goes to show that our listeners are dedicated or famous. or delusional. Because honestly, that's also true. But I voted for you know what? I don't. Oh, I, I voted twice as acceptable. Uh, but it's also probably uh-huh. true that half the time I don't even finish once. But it's also true. Yeah, you, knowing you. Yeah. So, Actually, now that yeah, you think yeah. about Maybe it, poor wording on my part. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was I was trying to decide between only once after that I want chapter select or twice as acceptable. I think in the end I I voted for the I want chapter select. I think in the end. Well, I think it's good good wording. I mean, you kind of have to think between the two options if you are in that kind of place. If you're not definitely on one of the other ends yeah. of the spectrum, it's kind of like a moral choice between the two. If you think that actually twice is okay and sometimes a good thing, then that's where your vote mm-hmm. would have gone. Mm. All right. Um, what I would say on the topic of about the trophies is, you know, with well-established series like, um, you know, Hitman and Assassin's Creed and, this, and the stealth games, um, Metal Gear Solid and that lot, you kind of know what you're in for, unless you're brand new to this generation or something. You, you, you've kind of got an idea what, what to expect and what, what, what to deal with. I think the problem we're getting now is that so many developers are trying to blur the lines between two or more genres, and you you kind of thought, oh, I didn't expect that to be there. I expect that to be more with this other kind of game, and that's maybe where people are going to start getting caught out and getting a bit grumpy. Hmm. About what? Sorry, are we talking about still trophies and experiences? Trophies, yeah, yeah. Because I say, because you know, with those games, you kind of know. You know that you're going to have to do these slightly different rules for for completing mm. missions for Assassin's Creed, or you know you're going to have to do a kind of yeah no kills playthrough and in um, in uh, Dishonored or something, and and yeah. yeah you kind of, you kind of expect those in those in those genres, um, but when they start now that you mix- mixing things, mm. it gets a bit more complicated, and you're like, why did you do that kind of trophy here? You know. <laughs> Well, it's the kind of thing, like, if the Assassin's Creed games trophies have always been very approachable, it's kind of completion, but never too intense. And if they had suddenly released an Assassin's Creed game that was like, never spotted or something, it would just be completely unacceptable. Mm. Um, and if they released a Metal Gear... I mean, they've done, what, three Metal Gear Solid games where they have really intense trophies. And if they made one that was just kind of like... Uh, a chaos route um version it would be really weird yeah. it would be um but you did remind me speaking of expectations one of the worst examples of trophies ruining an experience is uh need for speed what was it 2015 um or 16 um but they they were patching it for about a year with fair and fun trophies and the base game platinum was very very fair then they released a patch of trophies, free trophies, which you can't avoid because it's an online game, um, which were horrifically awful, like really, 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 really difficult. I'm talking like a few people in the world, yeah. kind of difficult. 
Um, and in terms of expectations, that was completely out of the park. That was like on Pluto compared to where the expectations right. were. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, completely messed that one up and bittered the experience. And now I'm not buying any more Need for Speed games from them. That's what you get. Which is a shame because I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed that game up till then. I really enjoyed um, like the previous ones. You know, so you know, you ruined yeah. the whole series for me. Basically, mm-hmm. well, EA, EA don't have the best track record when it comes to trophies and things to them yeah. really and it was the first it was a blind side for me well yeah that, that it was pretty nasty as they come you know i mean yeah you, you kind of you know you know if you get metal gear you know you're gonna you, you have to learn to yeah. love hate the um the tranquilizer gun because you're gonna <laughs> have to use it a lot you know or, mm-hmm. or assassin's creed you know you're gonna have to do what it says this time you have to use a smoke bomb this time you have to use your hidden blades that's probably the lot, the most one, isn't it? You know, use your hidden blades, use your hidden blades, which is uh, a bit <laughs> gets gets uh, old fast. But you you've got to learn to love hate it. You know, you you say you hate it, but you you just carry on with it because it's it's always going to be there. Because if it wasn't there, you'd probably then complain. What happened to that? Because yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's a staple of of those series now. You just um. Yeah, you you get past it, don't you? You know, and you. Sorry, just to put a number to it. Um, the Need for Speed one on True Trophies, which, as you know, is like a pretty hardcore um, trophy collector site. We have twenty nine tracked gamers who've completed that DLC, and four thousand one hundred nineteen gamers who've played the game. And this is a free DLC, so it's not like there was a a money yeah, yeah. barrier. So less than one percent. That is quite a bit. Yeah, they got a lot of flack, I think, from all kind of trophy oh, yeah. sites. Yeah. And, and that's and after a year. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, good to be, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be un- unpopular. I mean, and to be fair, you know, Neva Speed series, all, all their broken trophies from previous games and things and dropping support, like, it, yeah. Like it's uh, infected or something. Mm. Uh, that they're just, you know, it's the it's the crown on the cake. What gets me is how people still keep buying the games. You know, I mean, I've I don't think I've really really loved a Need for Speed experience since like the original PlayStation One days. Wow. Oh, those you're, games were... you're going into old man mode now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day, the cars were, were proper and just, like petrol cars. Ace is, is literally that person in the Need for Speed commercial with the get off my lawn or whatever, you know? Yeah. Back in my day, we had to wind up our cars. <laughs> yeah, if you needed just, speed, you cranked faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Anyways, I, I think that's kind Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think we really fleshed that one out quite a bit. So um, share with your share with us your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Do you ever have instances where you kind of get too caught up in trophies and it kind of ruins a game for you? Definitely let us know which games in particular are the worst offenders. Um, so. So it's about that time again. Uh, last episode, we did the PS Plus games for September, so we're going to do the ones for October now. All right. Uh, okay, so... Let's do the time warp again. Yeah, time warp. Uh, <laughs> so, 
PS4, you've got the Amnesia Collection um, with one Platinum, 22 Trophies, and a 2.11 ratio. And Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, one Platinum, 43 Trophies, and 2.04 ratio. Uh, the trophies are not particularly hard, as I remember. However, that game is long as hell. They're so yeah. long. It's such a long game. Um, what are we thinking? Like 200 hours for the Platinum? I'm I guessing. wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, I, it's mm. probably on the site. So <laughs> um, why, don't, why don't you go take I'm a look? Now. Yeah. Um, so, and then that you've got uh, for PS3, you've got Hustle Kings, uh, which is does not have a platinum. It's 17 trophies and a 4.14 ratio. So that's pretty steep. And uh, Monster Jam Battlegrounds, one platinum, 31 trophies and a 1.09 ratio. For Vita, you have Hue, which is no platinum, 12 trophies, a 1.34 ratio. And Sky Force Anniversary, no platinum, 14 trophies, a 1.97 ratio. Uh, Hue is cross by with PS4, and then Sky Force is cross by with PS3 and PS4. Uh, and then finally on PSVR, we still have Riggs Mechanized Combat League, which is one platinum, 33 trophies, and since last month, the ratio has gone from uh, 4.65 down to 4.23. So, still pretty easy. high. Easy now. <laughs> yeah. Cakewalk. Uh, yeah. Yeah, in my sleep, eyes closed, even though it's VR. Mm. <laughs> um, so an update on MGS5 uh, completion time, mm -hmm. according to our users, by a clear majority, uh, the votes are in at 150 to 200 hours, but just for the Platinum, not even for just exploring and enjoying the game, just to try and get that plat. Yep. So uh, that's, that's <laughs> quite long. Good luck out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. But fun, of course, no doubt. Absolutely. Uh, so the uh, the easy one for the month is going to be uh, Monster Jam Battlegrounds, if you're looking for an easy completion. And it comes with a Platinum, too. Oh, but Amnesia, for those that don't know, I mean, it's most prominent on, on PC. Mm -hmm. uh, a very famous, well, pretty famous first-person horror game where you hide rather than attack, kind of like a progenitor to where Resident Evil 7 ended up, but obviously without all the shooting. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, it's supposed to be quite good. I, I didn't play it. It's not really my cup of tea, but... Yeah. Much shorter. For those who don't know, or those who have forgotten? Oh. Forgotten. <laughs> I don't know if that was supposed to be like... I don't know what that is. I get it. It's a pun. Uh, it's a pun. It. I'm with it now. Man, that was bad. <laughs> How did I not get that? It's good. I like it. This is also clearly not my cup of tea. It should have caffeine in it. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So it is now time for popular trophies. Yay. Um, yes, we've come back from our wormhole that we were lost in yeah. for a few weeks. So it's... Um, it's very different this week. We've um, we obviously said goodbye to everybody's golf, Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, and Life is Strange Before the Storm. Mm -hmm. Probably uh, a little while ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, we might even have had a few things come in and dip out. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Um, sorry about that. It's okay. Uh, but yes, uh, this week um, we've got a good good selection. We've got about six items uh, <laughs> on the charts. So good spread. Um, We've got a, a clear leader um, in first place, mm. um, but let's see. Let's let's start at the beginning. 
at the bottom of the chart. At spot number six, we've got the PS Plus title, uh, Infamous Second Son. At spot 48, uh, Trophy Sacrifice with 124 wins. So uh, just clinging on there. Um, obviously likely disappear, especially with the newer PS Plus uh, titles coming out. Right, last month's plus, but game of the year material. That well, game of the year winner. That. Mm. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> forgive me on this one. Uh, number five, Danganronpa V3. Yeah, you killing harmony. You got it. Okay, I got it. Oh well, done. okay. Really? okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> at spot forty-one to just in there at the end uh, of the chart. Uh, trophy Ultimate Cold Open 146 wins uh, plus one other trophy uh, so just just a little uh, entry in there that is an interesting very unusual series oh. about murder and mystery in the school life yeah um, I definitely could see that it's getting some the, the sort of cult following is having some quantity yeah definitely <laughs> well, the trophy um, the trophy is interesting. Ultimate cold open. I haven't played it, but I, I feel like the game's got to open with a dead person, right? That, that's going to be the pun, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a secret trophy, but it's essentially just clear the prologue. So yeah. it's um. <laughs> I wonder if everyone started it and gone, oh my goodness, and then just um. Turned it off after that. <laughs> no, if you I mean, bought it's... that, you know what you're in for. <laughs> Hopefully you would. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a cute school game. I'm going to go Look and the teddy have bear. some fun. Look at the teddy yeah, bear. Yeah, we're going to learn about stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Um, Speaking of. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of. Um, good luck. Next. <laughs> next. Uh, number four. Senran Kagura Peach Beach Splash. Pretty good. Gosh, half of those were English words. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to string it all along into a sensible collection of words rather than sounding like muttering a passphrase or something. Um, <laughs> I don't think that can sound sensible no matter who says it. Yeah, no, that, yeah. that franchise is so weird. Uh, it's kind of getting quite standard, isn't it, for these. Uh, mm. Uh, titles um just beating um Danganronpa um at spot 40 with trophy welcome to peach beach splash exclamation mark um 161 wins plus two other trophies in the top 50 that exclamation mark is very important in conveying the excitement you know yeah yeah definitely <laughs> very excitable oh yeah yeah so I'm just gonna have a wild guess here, probably entirely wrong. Is this like a, a, a beach ball game? Um, <laughs> dead or alive? Like, it's, yeah. Uh, so the Senrin Kagura uh, series has been, I, I think it's been largely a cooking something or other, right? Uh, am I making that up? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Yeah, so it's it's largely a weird like. Iron Chef's weird game where you're like cooking whatever, except like all the contestants are like, you know, very busty women, and the guy eating of course. is an old guy and bleeding out the nose. Um, so I think they're action games. 
Are they? I mean, I, I don't know. I've never actually played them. Like, I've seen videos. I've seen, like, screenshots, but I've never actually played you them. You watched videos. Yeah. Well, hey, listen. Okay. It's, it's a hard, dangerous job being a news hound, but sometimes... In many ways, watch videos actually playing really the game. <laughs> playing the game for the gameplay is better than watching the videos for the, for the views. <laughs> listen, I, I was just trying to convey information to our readership. That's it. That's all. That's why I was uh-huh. watching the videos. I had to watch them for work. So, uh, anyways, so this is uh, supposed to be some kind of weird. I don't know. It's dead or alive. No, but this it's one dead. is um, it's it's a third person shooter about water guns. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm looking. No, I'm looking at screenshots, and some of these are very weird. So yeah, it looks like girls in bikinis with like yeah super soakers. I mean, okay, and we all know that it's Let's move like, on. Jetpacks. <laughs> Jetpacks. Jet well, we could talk all day about how it is. <laughs> They're flying yeah, around right. with like. What will they come up with next? <laughs> I'm afraid well, I mean, to know what they'll I come up with that, next. I think that beach uh, is just the peak, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. Play these games. We don't need to continue. Moving swiftly on. Right, number three. We're up to number three now. Um, Pinball FX3 at spot 23 with trophy Feel the Power. 295 wins and two other trophies in the top 50. Mm-hmm. I presume this is more your standard pinball game affair? Well, standard pinball is kind of like a loaded uh, yeah. term these days because all the pinball games these days are really quite out there. I mean, which is good because if you're going to play a game where you flick two bumpers, it's probably needs to be exciting but yeah i mean they're going they're going somewhere they are yeah. they are and they have a ton of tables and things like that so the people who like pinball can find lots of all kinds of different backgrounds and things yeah yeah mm. yes so that one so uh moving into probably more expected standard territory now at number two we've got destiny two at spot eight with the trophy, the prestige, 485 wins, which is good showing, uh, and 13 other trophies in the top 15. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Yes. Movie? Okay. The prestige. <laughs> anyway, oh, that, that was right. supposed to be a yeah, throwaway comment, right. but you didn't get it, so. Yeah. I was, sorry, I was thinking of the game. I was like, I don't remember there being a film called Destiny. Yeah, Des- there. Well, it probably is, but probably not great. Yeah. <laughs> Not not one to remember. Um, yeah, so not bad. I expect that's probably going to stick around for a little while, um, being quite popular. Um, unless uh, a lot of the trophies are quite easy, or there's probably a collection of ones you can knock out, and then there's probably ones that you're going to be grinding for a while, I presume. Have either of you guys uh, jumped on that one? You were both... Yeah, yeah. I thought you were both fans of the first. Yeah, I mean... I- I'll get into it later because I've I've been playing it. Um, but the trophy list is really not that b- bad. Um, it's also very very short for a AAA game. It's only got fourteen trophies. Uh, so it's yeah, that is t- surprising. And, and who can them. guess why that would be? I mean, I don't know if they need space for more in the future. Uh, well, I mean, it's, <laughs> uh, let's guess. Well, I mean. 
<laughs> I don't. I don't think so. They didn't run out of room for trophies in the last game. I don't think. Um, and, yeah. No. I think. I mean, no. <laughs> that, that's case in point. And uh, that's fair. I think this. But they I just kept printing the them forever. I think it's. I think the cynicism coming from from that corner of the room is: if we dole out less trophies now, we can put out more later for paid with paid content. Yeah. I, <laughs> We can charge for the other 36. Why give them now? So I think <laughs> I think the cap, though, is not based on number of trophies. I think it's based on experience. So. I don't know. Because uh, when you're paying billions of dollars, you can get whatever you want. So That's also true. Like, they could do whatever the hell they wanted, and Sony would let them anyway. Yeah. Um, but I, I think really it just comes down to, I think this is a, a better list. Whereas the other, the first one really was a very standard shooter sort of list with a couple of obviously social aspects to it this is largely like you've got to complete a heroic public event which you probably stumble on by accident it's it's currently 1.0 uh ratio even though theoretically you could never actually do one um but because it's really just that common uh and then the next trophy i've got is reach level 20 and everything else is just like you know, complete a flashpoint and, uh, you know, compete in the crucible and get 15 exotics and do challenges, complete the raid, uh, encounter an emissary from beyond. I don't actually know what that is. Um, I think that's tied to a messenger. I think that's tied to the trials of the nine, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, it's, it's a list that sort of smartly, I think kind of, exists at the very end of the game to encourage you to go and do the various things in the game and see if you're interested in them without berating you like complete a flashpoint it's not like complete 100 flashpoints or whatever it's one flashpoint so for now for now i'm confused by that unlocked by 6007 tracked gamers but yet only 5882 tracked gamers this game just no, don't look There's nothing to see here <laughs> <laughs> something okay yeah got a bit awry there with the stats um but right. uh, yeah at least at least they at least they all look like they're working and unlocking which is um yeah a good sign for developers these days you know mm. the likes of Bungie, not known for their uh, reliability of uh, trophy unlocks or achievements <laughs> unlocks. Oh, yeah, but that's not, not without a few patches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of adding <laughs> trophies, <laughs> <laughs> Vidmaster. In, God you damn it, not the Vidmaster again. Oh, no, oh yeah. Uh, actually, those were kind of fun because they, they were. were and a nightmare, but fun. Yeah. But we'll ask you oh, again in like... a year or two if Destiny 2's trophies, as they are then, mm. have been a joy and easy and straightforward as the call list was representative. Yeah. Yeah. We'll it see. depends on, on which vidmaster you're talking about. I think the the um the ones for ODST were a bit of a pain, but then the one for was it Halo Three. Three that was annual. That was a laugh, you know, driving the um the ghosts. The four ghosts. It, it was a hundred times. It was yeah. Oh, was it? It was a hundred hundred times better doing that. Um, uh, less than sober. <laughs> 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 if but, you can, if you can play a co-op achievement 
um, challenge not sober, then it's a good achievement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that was fun. Um, cool. Yep. So, no one's surprised. Number one this week on the chart. Uh, FIFA 18 at spot one. Go low. 855 wins, which is quite quite a good impressive number. Uh, plus 26 other trophies in the top 50. So, certainly hogging it all mm-hmm. for FIFA. Uh, not surprising. So, <laughs> I guess the whole... Being corrupt organization didn't uh, <laughs> it d- didn't dissuade people huh? to boycott it or anything. Football's coming home. Yeah. Coming home. <laughs> That's how it goes. Mm. Uh, no one's completed it yet, so we'll see how they go. See, see, things are working the way they're supposed to. What? <laughs> nah. Probably, probably, it probably means one of them's on a team. Um, Unattainable. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's fresh. It's new. It came out this week, wasn't it? So I don't know. I don't. I don't yeah. pay attention to FIFA. So. <laughs> I, think so I mean, even the radio talks about the release of the new FIFA these days because it does sell uh, over ten million copies, as far as yeah. I know. I mean, it's yeah. it's maybe the second best selling game all year after Call of Duty, right? Probably. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, yeah. hold on. Aside from Call of Duty and Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's that, not because <laughs> that game only sells like oh, yeah. fifteen to twenty million units a year just because. So mad. Should we? Anyways, should we give a shout out to the um to the PSN ID that uh, is the only one who have gotten it on um, PlayStation Three and <laughs> and sync with two trophies. <laughs> no, we're we're not judging you. If you're listening right now, we are not judging you. We no, still no, love it. Might be, commitment to the PlayStation. <laughs> commitment to the PlayStation Three is great. <laughs> I've, I'm I'm retro. I'm still I'm still going through all mine, trying to get all the mm-hmm. trophies. But um, I'd be a bit wary of starting anything more now on PlayStation Three. I think uh, even I think even Lego. I stopped doing games on PS3 and it's PS4 only now. Yeah. So um, I'm quite surprised they actually released it, but I guess. EA and FIFA, they, they probably would. Well, it wasn't that different. One of the last ones. It's basically the same game they released on PS3. So, <laughs> is is it is it fifth? Is it FIFA sixteen seventeen? Just for the new the numbers new logo? just for show. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah. 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 It's basically yeah, FIFA eight. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah. launch, the one that launched with PS3, but we painted. Hmm. No, I'm, I'm being overly mean, but. <laughs> Anyways, so uh anyway, so yeah, that's the top 50. What uh, what do we think for next week? Well, considering the uh PS Plus titles will be changing. Yeah. Um very likely they're going to come storming in, aren't they? Well, but, I mean, um, let's let's be real. Monster Jam Battlegrounds is going to blow it out of the water. Uh, ha, yeah. Yeah. Um I I again, it is an easy plat. Yeah. Phantom Pain I'm sure will end up on there. It's it's a yeah. long game, but that doesn't mean that a bunch of people aren't going to ping the first few trophies. Yeah, yeah, you, you can get quite a few, I think, early on. Yeah, so that um, I should definitely make a good showing. I think FIFA and Destiny will probably be around for quite a while. Um, I did I did expect Destiny to do a little bit better, but 
you guys also don't seem to be jumping straight on it. So do you think people are going to be a bit more slow, steady uptake of Destiny 2? No, it's it's still sold well. Um, It's just that it released at the start of the month, so it's like three weeks in now. Well, it's it's faded a little bit. And as I said, um, most of the trophies are after... It's like endgame content. Um, Like, Mm. I, I only had two trophies by the time I had reached the level cap and completed the story i still only had two trophies at that point so it's uh, yeah not not giving away it's not giving you giving you much away yeah then. and there's <laughs> and there's definitely plenty to do in between those two points that you could get distracted by or whatever so if you're playing more casually then certainly uh i can see where it go quite slow mm-hmm so for the drop, um, there's really not a whole lot going on. Uh, so uh, Batman, the, the Enemy Within, so the season two of the Telltale series, uh, is getting its boxed release. So that's going to pop up at Telltale this week. But other than that... But they're only on episode two, right? The episode two is releasing um, this week, as I understand. Usually that's how it goes. I don't see episode two listed on here, and I don't. Uh, are they? I don't know if that's just because they're they're not mentioning it because it's already on here for you know one skew or whatever. But oh, uh, are they doing? Ah, uh, you know what it is. It's this new thing that they like doing now. Season pass disc. Oh yeah, so that's what you might say that. That's only got only got the first episode on it, and then the rest you have to download. Which yes. I don't know about you, but I I would much rather wait for them just to release them all and then do the physical. Who really that may have wants been that like straightforward on the PS3, but on PS4 and Xbox One, the game has to be installed fully anyway, so it's basically no difference. Um, well, that's true, I guess. Yeah, you could say something for but having to download it, but realistically, it. yeah, most people can download now. Yeah, um, and so, it's not a bad um, game. So, Telltale has announced that Batman The Enemy Within Episode 2 will hit PS4, Xbox One, and PC on September 26th, and then there was an update to that. Telltale has delayed Episode 2 titled The Pact until October 3rd, which now makes a whole lot more sense, because I was going to say that it came out last week, uh, Mm. but that's also, usually they line up the release of Episode 2 with the release of the box uh, version. I'm probably going to try and get it by episode three but then again if they're looking to finish the season before the end of the year which looks increasingly unlikely it's going to be quite a crowded period so i don't know if i'll have time yeah right um aside from that there's not a whole lot going on on here you've got battle chasers night war battle garaga um detention uh this one's probably the the highlight dragon's dogma dark arisen is coming to ps4 digital and retail so um, and then or oh, for you rally fans wrc7 yes that's true that was quite a not, not really my thing but i do know some people are fans so mm. uh, it's, it's probably going to be quite quiet now isn't it once we get to <laughs> november december <laughs> then we'll start getting all the holiday games won't we uh, yeah. I disagree with you later. <laughs> when we get to oh, wow. what, what are you desperate for this month then? This uh, month is pretty. I awful. could go on for a long time. Yeah, this month is pretty pretty warm. Um, 
What were some of the ones that I'm not getting? I mean, that list is a lot longer than the ones I'm getting. But Well, I mean, so there's uh, Assassin's Creed, Mario Odyssey, and Wolfenstein all come out on the 27th. So, you know, there's, right. there's there's that. A word. Oh, uh, yeah. South Park is this month. Uh, Shadow of War is this month. Do we... I'm not holding my breath on that one. <laughs> do you think they'll? Do you think it'll make it this time? <laughs> Wait, which one? Shadow of War, South Park. Oh, oh South, South Park. Park. Repeatedly delayed South Park. Well, they. I mean, they've gone yeah. old already, so the the game is out. Mm. Are they? Yeah. Okay. So it should be coming out. Okay. Um, I think they probably finished it this time. What if I've still got my pre-order? I wonder if I get the whatever edition they were doing. It's so long ago now. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to try and remember where I actually pre-ordered it. <laughs> Oops. Oh, it's Ubisoft, isn't it? I think I did it on the actual Ubisoft store. Nice. I think. Yeah. All right. But Mario Odyssey, I mean, that's just volumes in itself, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know whether to get that one digitally or what. The only special I could see was you got a cap with it. I was like, meh. I mean, if you can get it digitally, if you don't want it digitally, get it physically, and that's that's it. And if you don't want to get it, then what's wrong with you? Don't get it. <laughs> what's, it if you've got a switch, you've got to get it, haven't you? You know. Um, yeah. I was. I was joking. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's probably going to be quite popular this Christmas. Oh, yeah. But I also, the, I mean, on the horizon, we've got things talk- like Akami HD in in December. Um, yeah. And Gravity Rush 2 is uh, winding down with the servers shutting down oh, in yeah. the new year. So that's something you want that was quick. this year. I, I'm, I'm glad you reminded me of that because it was sitting in my inbox and I made a point to add it and then I forgot to add it. So, yeah. So everyone listening, probably a pretty big gamer, start compiling your list of uh, things you've got to finish before the end of the year because it's going to creep up on you. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh yeah. So uh, we're we're done talking about the future. Let's look at the past. What have what? you guys been? Let's. What have you guys been playing? Who was go first? This is. It's been well, a while. Well, so Ace. Um, I'll just. Hit. I'll knock mine out yeah. quickly. I'm, I'm the retro guy. So I've been uh, after after I finished Brotherhood, I moved on to Revelations, and um, uh, no spoilers, but oh, it was it was it, yeah, Assassin's Creed. Um, finish the Brotherhood and on to Revelation, uh, Revelations. Mm-hmm. And oh, oh dear, it was sad. <laughs> the ending of Brotherhood that, and the beginning of Revelations. For those that can't <laughs> remember uh, that far back, or have five years played. ago. No, yeah. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, a lot of people might not have played that early in the series because it is pretty ancient now. Um, yeah. This is the end of. That or they played the new Ezio collection that came that's out. True. That's true. That, that is a reminder. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> This is the end of that ex- Ezio trilogy. So, yep. for those that have only heard of it, indeed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I'm working my way through that, and um, yeah, the difference of the controls and things was a bit, a bit fun. Um, uh, loving, loving the bombs, which I didn't think I would. I thought, oh, that just sounds like a stupid mechanic, but actually, it's kind, kind of fun. I think I used right? them during yeah, the tutorial, got... and that was it. <laughs> uh, the cherry bombs. Not enough the, of a pyromaniac. Uh, Apparently, yeah. Well, you see, I really wanted to get a perfect run through on my first go, so (laughs) (laughs) no kills. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money, money bombs everywhere. That was it. 
<laughs> hmm. <laughs> Funny bombs, yeah. So um, yeah, that's good. Uh, there's a few things in there a bit a bit more annoying, like the constant uh, attacks from uh, assassin stalkers. Oh yeah, they just come up at you and attack you, and you just have to hit the button quickly and, and stab them with their own uh, yeah man uh, dagger through through the through the throat. An assassin needs to be nice. ready for anything, especially yeah. others. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Um, so some of the mechanics and things they've changed. I'm not a fan of the den defense stuff. That's oh, yeah. I, I did the tutorial one, and that was all right. But I, you know, I'd rather wander around trying to find heralds to bribe and then pickpocket than have to do den defenses. I actually quite liked uh, it. I mean, I am a, a minor fan of tower defense as a branch of strategy in the ones that are very accessible and quite forgiving so this in game was very accessible and quite forgiving so you could just kind of play it and have a little bit of strategy uh like scratch the itch without having to do like a hundred hour game and like really difficult and keep failing and learning and stuff like that Mm. Mm. i don't like that the only choices you've got are either the bribing and thieving the heralds i suppose you could bribe them not thieve them but i was like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> take my to take it Why even um, and then run around to find another one um, or you've got to take out the uh, what do they call them the like dignitaries or something mm-hmm. but nowadays in, in this one they've got a good good um, set of guards following them and they, they're really close the best thing I've found is to uh, get them with a poison dart from a distance and then just let them thump everyone um, around <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, them. I mean, that's uh, yeah. the beauty of the series is that there's so many approaches to Yeah, That's, I think, when it really yeah. works. Definitely. I, I was surprised. It took me a minute. I was wandering around going, why can't I find any wanted posters? And then I realized that, that wasn't, that's not an option in this one. <laughs> they got rid of that. I was like, oh, okay. I guess that would be too easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah it's interesting um and uh working through that um i i can see that i'm sure brotherhood and revelations divided a lot of people i can see why now because they are they they are two very different ways of uh, of it i think they made quite a lot of changes uh, in revelations the um control schemes and uh different things but uh yeah um Working my way through that, it's interesting. Good. Forward to story-wise, I quite liked the, it. To yeah. uh, wrap up oh, those yes. two char- both characters, Altair as well, to wrap up their arcs. Mm. Well, I mean, it, I yes, that is good. I I much preferred Altair in, in retrospect for for Ezio than I did really like Altair on his own in his own game. Like mm. in, in the original game, he, he was fine, but he was really not all that special. Um, but he did seem a little bit more dynamic in Revelations. The thing is, it's a little bit transparent when you look back that Altair of the first game was designed to be a projection of yourself. Oh, yeah. And they went so literal on it that they literally made a modern version of him that looks exactly the same, is exactly the same character model. Right. So that you can project your modern self onto him. Yep. And that's how far they went into it. Um, mm. And they kind of gave the thing. They went the opposite direction with Ezio. Is they made him an actual character in his own right, and that's why people loved him so much more than out of here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's lovable rogue, isn't he? Yeah. And, um, 
Yeah, I love all the extra bits in the story. And then he, you got to see um, if you, if you did all the extra uh, missions and DLC and stuff, you got a good life track of Ezio from you know, his younger days and yeah. and all that. And now Revelations is all about him and his, um, I guess his kind of Obi Wan, uh, a New Hope era. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's the He's the old master now, and um, it's qu- it's quite fun as he's he's dumped in a completely different area and being almost schooled again on uh, on all the different things they've got over there. You know the the hook blade and, yeah. and everything, and yeah. and the bombs, and uh, it it's it's quite funny because um, the the characters that there's so many characters in this one, and they're all you know he, he's obviously got this reputation, but. None of them are above kind of joking with him and insulting him, and um, I think even the developers had a bit of fun with it, didn't they? You know, any of the bits where he's got to kind of um, go undercover, I guess is the best description, where he's um, he's one of those irritating loot players <laughs> from the previous games that just used to drive you mad. Although in this game, it's um, I think it's women beggars that. Um, Still pop up and get in your way, yeah. um, but he 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 has to disguise himself as this, and, and the the developers had a good bit of fun with the with the the lyrics because he's just kind of making them up on the spot, seemingly according to the story anyway. Um, by the way, you can you can YouTube for like a video where it's just literally him standing there going through the whole repertoire uh, repartee of all of his songs, and they're just hilarious. Mm. Which which was a nice little little bit. I, mean, I think some people thought it kind of jumped out of the um, you know, kind of broke the fourth wall or, or just jumped out, forced you out of the story for a mm. bit. But uh, it, was, it was quite funny. I, I like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm moving on with that and let you know when I when I get past past it. It seems a slower progression in this one, I would say. Brotherhood, well, you could literally sort of power through it quite quickly, whereas this one, I think it, it kind of forces you to slow down a bit by having the... Um, Everything you do kind of sets off your your alert to the Templars. You know, every time you take over another shop, there's more shops. There's bookshops now in this one as well. And every time you do anything, it increases your alert alert meter. And then yeah, you either either got to run around and and get the heralds or or the um or the uh, Templar contacts, or you have to suffer through a, another Den defense. Yeah. Uh, it's, like I said, one or two of those wasn't too bad, but then after that, I thought I really can't be doing this all the time anymore, yeah. just for buying a few. I'm shops. getting way too yeah. old for this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's getting old, um, my French. Yeah, but I love the story, and it's all good. And um, the zip linings was kind of kind of a fun idea, but to be honest, it doesn't seem that it's always lines up perfectly. You know, unless you like. Purposefully, sort of climb around that way so that you can jump on a zip line to do it. Which, let's face it, most of the time you're just going to go from A to B, the short, the, short. the straight line, yeah. the shortest distance, aren't you? So, yeah, I that, don't quite know how that worked out. It was nice to have the parachute from kind of the beginning. Yeah. Literally, you you had it through the like what what I guess you'd call the prologue, and you could use that. Um, yeah, cool. So, uh, I actually um, really liked the the cut. Speaking of prologue, really liked the cutscene for Revelations, the start one, where he's um, at like a tower and he's captured by this bald guy who looks really tough. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Ezio being Ezio, 
he has everything up his sleeve. Well, not literally, but um, he's he's got it all in hand and yeah. with a, a smooth move. But... Not literally, but with a smooth <laughs> move, he turns it all around in the most cool fashion imaginable mm. and just steals the show. In an oh yeah, that that whole prologue was basically like the Assassin's Creed version of like I don't know Bruce Willis Die Hard kind of thing. <laughs> it's like you know this is him and he's coming for you. I, I was almost a little bit disappointed that everything you went through, including the vehicular type part, not to spoil it, but um, when you finally get face to face with this guy, you literally just walk up and just stab him with your hidden blade. I thought he'd That's put up a fight. <laughs> I, I thought he might have put up a bit more of a fight by then, but... Um, to be fair, a fist whatever. fight can't stand up to a vehicle fight of that calibre. Mm. Yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah. That calibre. What annoyed... What, what, yeah. Uh, what annoyed me, though, was if if you got if you still had the parachutes from last time, why did you have to buy the... Um, uh, darn it, what's it called? The... Um, like paper planes. No, no, the crossbow. Why did you have to buy the crossbow again? Did, did it's a little leave bit, it behind, it's a little bit heavier, it so. Hmm. <laughs> True. True. That was kind of oh, this again, yeah. but um, yeah, no, it's uh, that's good. So I'm working my way through that. Good. I'll let you know when I get that finished. Cool. cool. So, uh, staying on brand, um, you have been playing something else. What have you been playing? Ace, you're asking? No, 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 I was asking you. Sorry. Uh, um, I, well, I don't know how much time I'm allowed to talk about this. Um, well, I mean, don't, don't spoil playing... anything, but certainly talk about it. I, I, <laughs> do I ever? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> that's if I do, you're not allowed to say I mean, I'll have you, you literally assassinated. So. Earlier, you, you, were, you were using it as an example and didn't even spoil it in the podcast <laughs> that you were going to talk about it later, so... So so Final Fantasy XV's second major story DLC and one that therefore definitely comes with trophies. Mm-hmm. Um episode Prompto, uh the cheery gun toting sidekick. Um and this one has a like a a good length of um sort of I'd say four to eight hours, depending on how much you like to do the side quests in it. Wow. Um, yeah, I spent probably three hours on the side quests, and I don't regret it for a second. But there are no trophies for the side quests. Um, not going to do them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fine, to be honest. You're not missing out on a huge amount. It's just more gameplay, which is fine. Cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a, I really liked it. You, you haven't played it, Episode Prompto? Not yet, no. I, I haven't found the time to do it. I mean, because, you know, it's 2017, so... <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how I felt. But I also um, had to fire up the game because so much stuff is coming out. The other thing that came out for Final Fantasy XV, uh, they've just released another patch, another free patch, of course, um, updating chapter 12 and this is after previously updating chapter 13 mm-hmm. um so now there's that and there's also the assassin's creed festival i mean coincidence yeah, nice. ace um <laughs> you can play like an assassin in final fantasy game i really want to play that i'm going to get to it probably this week um but the time slots just worked out for me to play prompto first um so i think both of those don't have any trophies, but obviously I'm going to play them anyway because 
um, of what I talked about earlier about not cutting yourself off from having fun. Um, but sorry, back to episode prompto. Um, it's again a story based one, like episode Gladio, and it follows prompto and. Well, predominantly Prompto. At one point, he gets a sidekick who I won't spoil, even though it's pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but the moment where the sidekick shows up is, is really cool. Um, the story is a much more emotional one. Actually, I would say that episode Prompto um, has been rated a lot better than episode Gladiolus, if you were disappointed in that. And I definitely agree with it being better than episode Gladiolus. Um, it's got more emotional way in many ways it doesn't really hit extremely hard on the emotion but it does hint at some pretty um like pretty severe moments which may resonate with certain people yeah um prompto goes through a bit of a journey this is set in the period towards the end of the game i'm not going to spoil it again but it's towards the end of the game where prompto is um a little bit downtrodden he's separated from his friends um and he's on his own and he's under the thumb of uh the true nemesis of the game um and he's kind of trying to discover who he is and like uh, what his purpose is um so he's kind of going through that life journey um as you can yeah. imagine for somebody who so clearly values his friends, especially Noctis, yeah. to be separated and kind of a bit of a, an identity crisis, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, speaking of that, it does tie into um, the Brotherhood anime, which some people may have seen, um, which has one episode dedicated to young Prompto. I'm just saying that, um, that episode's got yeah. the feels. Yeah, I think that was actually one of the better, well, not one of, not the, the other best episodes weren't good but that was i think a very good episode mm. um and it kind of goes through prompto's journey of um having his own insecurities um based on where he is in life and his sort of looking up adoringly at the crown prince prince noctis and um wanting to become friends and how that turns out is probably no surprise to anybody but yeah. um yeah he he sort of changes his life and becomes friends with the person who's the most difficult to become friends and they sort of have a lot of fun together um skip together and all sorts of stuff they (laughs) braid each other's hair they share ice cream they probably do do (laughs) each other's hair come to think of it i mean they've both Uh, (laughs) both clearly got a lot of product and whatever else going on in there so yeah but the episode prompt does kind of touch on that as well, his relationship with Noctis and his sort of Sorry, place. Sorry, for a second I was like, what, doing each other's hair? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that's, that's all in the paid DLC. Oh, but, no, yeah. sorry, this is, this is paid DLC. Yeah. That's like microtransactions. Yeah, yeah. To... Anyway, no, I'm kidding. There's no micro. Um, but yeah, I mean, it follows that. But also the gameplay is very different. Um, so you're playing kind of... It's actually... Largely still about locking on, but there is a third-person shooter element with the special weapons you can pick up. And there's a open-world section, not very large, but it is sort of a free-roam section um, where you can pick up different... Uh, there's, I think, four special weapons you can swap between, and you can attack uh, beasts out there, do the side quests and things like that, which involve various things. Um have a little explore on a, a vehicle. You get a little vehicle. 
Mm. Um, and you can hook up, like you can hang out with your companion. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. The end of the story, again, I, the start of the story is the most emotional part. Then it kind of, you get to breathe a little bit when you get to the open area. Mm. And then towards the end, you go back. If you go past the point where it's, you know, the point of no return, you go into uh, more emotional territory and uh, prompto figuring out who he is. And yeah. Yeah. Well, sounds <laughs> like. I'd, I'd say it's worth a play, especially if you like prompto yeah. and you liked Fun Fantasy as a well. whole. Yeah. 15. So- sounds, sounds good, if nothing else. So. Mm. Uh, yeah, at some point the trophies are not um, bad at all. Yeah, I'd, just play on normal difficulty. I definitely need to jump in and do that at some point. Instead, what I've been doing is playing Destiny. Well, Destiny Two, naturally, um, which <laughs> has been fun. Uh, it is super Destiny. It is. How much time have you put in at the at the moment for Destiny Two? Uh, yeah. How much time? Destiny two. Let's see. Let's see what the. Uh... Why are you Google searching? What? I'm, I'm. Are you Google searching your playtime? Yeah. Siri, how much time have I put into it? And then Siri's like, "You total loser! You put in five hundred hours already, and it's only been a week." Wow, that would be pretty <laughs> intense. Um, I know. She really doesn't like it. It is currently taking its time looking that up. Uh, But anyways, so I haven't played an excessive amount, I don't think. Um, I mean, considering that the game came out like a month ago at this point. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have at this point, I have reached. So I finished the game. And then for those who have played Destiny before, you know, once you hit the level cap, you've got your light level, so to speak. In this case, they refer to it as your power level. Um, and they changed the name. Yeah. Why? Uh, completely arbitrarily for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, it seems to function largely the same as it did towards the end of Destiny 1, which is that yeah. uh, the defense on your armor and the offense on your weapons all pool into the same value and that is what decides how much damage you do and how much damage you take so your your armor does actually impact your damage and your weapons do actually impact how much damage you take um so that that whole thing still works Uh, i've reached the sort of soft cap for power level um which is 265 base um, and it's got like weird mechanics where like the stuff that drops is based on your base power level, but your actual power level is based on your equipment plus mods, which artificially increase things, but your drops aren't based on that. And so it makes it difficult to actually climb upwards past that point. Um, from what I understand, the maximum level is like 350 and right now i'm at the sort of soft cap of 265 which is uh right now puts me kind of in the raid category the recommended power level for the raid is 260 to 280 Mm. but i haven't had a chance to jump into that yet um i do kind of hate i kind of hate those soft caps that come up in mmo experiences where all the content you can do at the moment is just going to keep you at this level. And then you have to kind of find a way of breaking through. And the way of breaking through is by being in the next tier, obviously. So you have to have broken through to break through. Yeah. Time loop. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit. So 
thankfully it's it's not as bad as it has been in the past with destiny because historically the way that works was you would play and you'd hit the it was a little bit more of a hard cap in in prior destiny where the only way to progress in your light level or your power level was to do the raid and so you'd hit a point where you hit literally like the minimum threshold for doing the raid and so everything like was kind of on par with you except for you know maybe the bosses in the raid are slightly stronger than you and so you were kind of at a disadvantage when going into it uh whereas in this instance um the recommended range is 260 and you can definitely pretty easily in the rest of the content get to 265 so you're you're not really getting punished as much and it is possible to push past that point by doing your weeklies and stuff like that it'll drop stuff that is above your current power level so you can actually you do realize that difference is two percent right (laughs) huh the the difference between 260 and 265 is two percent well i mean it depends on if you're talking about in total or if you're referring to it in terms of the range that they recommend so for as as a point of reference so it's a little bit tough because the the raids in the original system you had a light level, which was actually a level. So mm-hmm. um, if I remember correctly, like uh, Vault of Glass, the first raid was a level 26 raid. And the stuff in that raid could go up to as much as like level 28 or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And so you could only get to level 26 with anything outside of the raid. So you had to fight stuff at least meeting your level and frequently exceeding your level which put you at a pretty significant disadvantage two levels i think above you so if when you were fighting something that was two levels higher your damage output was reduced by 40 percent, which was huge um so this seems like it's going to be a little bit more reasonable but i haven't actually done the raid um Mm. i am say 25 percent of that sort of range I'm at two. I'm actually at two sixty-seven at this point. Uh, so I, I've started mm-hmm. pushing through that. Um, and realistically, I could attach mods to everything and get an extra five points on top of that. So I'd probably be at two seventy-two, except that the mods are consumable. So I would not be able to get oh. them back or use them on something else, which is the only reason why I haven't. Um, yeah, I would definitely not use them either. Well, I mean, if if I was going to do the raid, I might do it tonight. I probably would use mods just to bump myself up so that I am in a little bit more of a middle ground. Um, I've played 18 hours at this point. so Nice. Yeah, so it's not a, a crazy huge amount. Uh, and I've hit well, a pretty The idea that point. you're a raid already is pretty nice. Yeah, and, and the nice thing really about it is that that was pretty solid just like constantly playing like they've smoothed out so much stuff um public events are way better than they used to be they're much more involved they're much more interesting they sort of borrow uh like raid mechanics a little bit so that you like for instance one of the public events you have to you walk into this room and there are witches uh wizards uh, performing some kind of ritual but you can't harm the wizards to stop the ritual unless you stand on certain plates and then that drops their shield so that you can attack them 
Um, and so you have to kill them and that triggers another step. And then once you get through that step, it triggers, triggers another step. Um, and you have to work as a team to really get through it. So for instance, in that case, you know, you might have somebody standing on the plate and then somebody else sort of clearing the room or what have you. Um, and then each public event has like a, a heroic tier. So you have to do certain things in the event that it does not tell you. And if you do it, it becomes a, a heroic event and you get better loot. So it'll be like you have to, there's a dropship that comes, you know, throughout the event and you have to destroy that dropship and that triggers the heroic event where an even tougher boss comes or what have you. Um, and so that's pretty cool too. Um, they make it so that like public events pop up on your map and you can just mark it on your map and go straight there. And it tells you, it gives you a little counter and it's like, this is going to start in like five minutes and it comes down until that point. So you can run around and do whatever the hell you want. And it'll let you know when the public event is going to happen. Um, and it's got a lot of that kind of stuff. That's really good. Um, the map is fantastic. It's got icons all over it to make navigating much easier. Um, a lot of, They've smoothed the process over very well. So it's you just get in and you're you're playing and doing all sorts of different stuff all the time and nothing's really has a chance to get stale. The missions are much more involved and the strikes are much more layered. It's not like get to a door, defend the door, get to the next door, defend a door, fight the boss, and that's it. You're doing like seven different steps and it's much more complex and interesting. So uh if you liked the original Destiny. This is a much better version of that game. <laughs> um, oh, good. Yeah. Good. So I would definitely, you know, if you liked any part of that, I would definitely jump in in this and at least play through the story and, you know, reach level 20 in the soft cap. And I'm sure you'll probably have a good time all the way through that. And then how much you'll actually enjoy pushing up past the soft cap and getting into the raid and all that kind of stuff. That's an entirely different story. But like, you know, like this, like 18 hours, I... I've played 18 hours and enjoyed pretty much all of it. So it, it, if you stop playing after 18 hours, I don't think you're going to be too disappointed, you know? Mm. So, uh, that's good. Yeah. So that's, 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 did, um, remind me, I played another game. Oh, sure. Um, I'm not really going to talk about it much, just the division. Um, I play, I dipped back into it. I've realized that there's so much new stuff that came out. And I haven't played. There's probably like a hundred hours of DLC that I haven't played. And once I realized that, I added up and realized that. Then I thought, okay, I haven't got time for this now. Yeah. But I would love to get back into that. They're continuing to make patches and improvements for it, so that's brilliant but, to see. Yeah, Ubisoft has been pretty good about that kind of stuff. They they really mm -hmm. back up their games when they release them. So that's good. Um, okay, so it's time for trivia. Uh, so just a quick recap because it's been a little while. Uh, right now. Uh, the score is nine to four. Ace has got you uh, by kind of considerably. So congratulations, Ace. Uh, Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Glad, glad I could remind you. Uh, so you've got a little bit of catching up to do. But the good thing is that there is plenty of time to catch up. Uh, so hopefully you will be able to catch up with this question. Uh, in honor of poor Volition, uh, Volition is most well-known for the Saints Row series, uh, but they've also worked on several other series. Which of these did they not work on? The Punisher, Red Faction, Summoner, or Destroy All Humans? Difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm um, can I ask the audience? <laughs> 
Um, well, so right now, the only person Perfect. observing this is me, I guess. So, no. <laughs> Give me that 50 <laughs> uh, Phone a friend? Uh, yeah. Phone a friend. So, uh, Ace, what do you Can think? Can I phone Google? <laughs> yeah, right. Hmm. Right. Uh, I a clue. <laughs> um, Just guess the one that seems like you'll definitely be wrong. No, thanks, yeah. I was trying to think what the old one out was, so... Hmm. He doesn't make it that easy. <laughs> He's a, a practice trickster. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, practice trickster. <laughs> um, I'm not too sure. I... I'm probably completely wrong, but I'm just, I'm just going to go for what I know, what I like, or what my favourite is, and that's Red Faction. <laughs> just, See, it's probably you, completely you, wrong, and don't know, but I, it's the only one on there I've ever played in the past, and, and like out of those ones, so I get with so, probably wrong. So, you're saying Volition did not work on Red Faction? I just want to make sure that we're clear that you're picking the odd one out here. <laughs> yeah, side the odd one out. Yeah, so, unless... Because I, I don't remember them being associated with that. I presume we're talking about the original Red Faction, or we're talking about a later one? Uh, just Red Faction. Just Red Faction. So I'm probably going to come across an idiot for not remembering, but I don't remember that was long time ago. making that one. I thought I would remember it. Because I, I remember I love the original Red Faction, so I'm pretty sure I would remember... I think I enjoyed that also. Yeah. I'm probably wrong. Which is largely largely why I asked, because I was like, man, that's kind of damning for Volition. (laughs) Man, I remember playing that and liking it, so it's probably not the game that they made. (laughs) Quit trying to change his mind. Okay, locked in. Chris Sharon, go to the next one. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go Summoner. Summoner. Uh, Unfortunately, you are both wrong. Uh, Punisher. They... They did not work on Destroy All Humans. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> they, they worked on... So they worked on uh, Red Faction, Red Faction 2, Red Faction Guerrilla. Um, and they worked on Summoner and Summoner 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it looks like the Punisher was just one game. Uh, Destroy All Humans was also a THQ property, but they did not work on that. Yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, Sorry. No no making up progress. Um all right, so that's just about it. Um normally this is the part where we would go over the, the poll. Um but we already did that. Uh however Plinkett did ask a kind of an interesting question and we're not gonna go over it right now just because I'd like to give them a chance to think about it. Um so we'll we'll get to that next time. Um but for right oh. now, thanks. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit of a tease. Um, so thanks for joining us. Uh, remember, you can subscribe on the site, on YouTube, uh, iTunes, Google Play, rate us, tell us how awesome we are, or if we're really dumb, or whatever the hell you want to tell us, because we like feedback. Um, you can also follow us on at True Trophies. Uh, I am at Megabrand Zero, at Um Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time. Uh, thanks. Bye. See ya. See ya. Love you, bye.